0: We're living in the age of podcasting, which also means the age of podcast networks with large back catalogs, long-running series, limited programming, and even cross-network collaborations. How are publishers supposed to keep this all organized? With Spreaker, of course. Spreaker's customizable publisher plan lets you organize your content exactly how you want it and gives you enough pod tech tools to monetize the largest back catalogs. If you're into premium offerings for subscribers, check out Spreaker's customized RSS feeds to upload and schedule exclusive content with ease. Or use our campaign manager to manage different campaigns from one central platform. Once your podcast business gets big enough, you can even add multiple networks to one account and collaborators assigned to each one. That helps keep the true crime series away from the comedy podcasts. And make sure you get the advertisements that will resonate the most with your listeners. So let's move from the age of podcasting to the age of the podcast network with Spreaker. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com.
1: Welcome to The Porch. I'm Richard Grund. This is where we get back to basics. We examine the Word of God using the Book of Acts Church as our model and example, and we follow what they did so that we can serve the Lord the same way. I'm not saying they were perfect, they had their problems, but boy, did they get the job done. Here on The Porch, we dig deeper into Scripture. We don't water it down, we don't filter it, we don't change it. And in doing so, I believe that over the course of these uh, nine years, we have found the church the Lord intended, not the one that man created. The Porch was created back in January of 2000 as an outreach or an offshoot of Solomon's Porch, Inc. in Florida, non for profit. And then we came here online, we started with blog talk, now we're here, and you are a part of our community and... If you're not, you're welcome to be one because we believe the church age is still in effect that no matter where we are, we can come together, we can pray, we can agree, and we can tap into the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit because the day of Pentecost is ongoing. The Porch has a website on org or firefalltalkradio.com. If you have any questions, you have any needs, let us know. If we can help you, we will. If not, we'll get the word out. And if you'd like to support us, You can do that at Firefall Talk Radio. Go to the bottom of that main page and there'll be ways to do that. We appreciate each and every one of you that do support us. We have some great things coming ahead, so we are praying for breakthrough in that area. Welcome to everyone, whether you're listening to us on the Spreaker app or archived or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter. Make sure you favorite the show so that you get updates. I've been told by some people that they do and they still don't get updates. Well, if you're on Facebook, I post there every Wednesday early in the day to let you know that the show is coming and then automatically the archive show gets posted there. The newsletter went out. Did you get it? If you didn't, let me know and I'll send it to you um, there are problems in the letter. There are typos. It, it I had to fight the app, the website that we've used for a very long time, mostly because they're reasonably cheap, and I'm now going to have to find someplace else because every time I go on there, I have to fight with the software to get the newsletter done. And it looks like not many are making their intended target or even being opened, which tells me that they have been targeted as spam. So if you want to subscribe... Go to firefalltalkradio.com, contact us, and tell us to put you on the email list. And as soon as the new service is signed up for, I will get that all straightened out. If you're paying attention to the news, it's been a very active week as far as um world activity three volcanoes erupted this week earthquakes all over the place Puerto Rico is still rumbling there've been thousands of earthquakes aftershocks a 5.2 again today nothing has changed the world is on fire the world is shaking uh, just all these bizarre things are happening Another thing that's happening nonstop when we talk about it here on the porch is the persecution of our brothers and sisters. Back in 1979, Iran went through a revolution and established a strict Islamic regime, which in hindsight, I'm sure the citizens now see it as a mistake. Be that as it may, the persecution of Christians intensified and continues today. They kicked out missionaries. They banned Bibles and churches. They targeted pastors and believers. Many have been killed. It's illegal to evangelize. And yet, right now, many Muslims in Iran have been converting to Christianity. Reports have been uh, that there are over a million believers in Iran who are secretly practicing their Christian faith. One House church leader said, If we remain faithful to our calling... Our conviction is that it is possible to see the nation transformed within our lifetime. Because Iran is a strategic gateway nation, the growing church in Iran will impact Muslim nations across the Islamic world. But guess what? We talk about this too. In Africa, a lot of bloodshed. You know, we live in a great country. We don't experience this yet. We see aspects of it, but we don't see people kicking in your doors, burning down your houses, kidnapping you on the way to church or wherever you fellowship. The African terror group known as Al-Shahabab. I don't know, I mangled their name and I really don't care, has killed 25 Christians in Kenya in the past five weeks. Three Christian teachers were killed this week in various attacks in Kenya. Um, They were attacked by a group of jihadis in the early morning hours on Monday and murdered. Uh, International Christian Concern, a Christian persecution watchdog group, says the Al-Shabaab militants attacked the school resource centers where the Teachers were housed. They did it to discourage educators from coming there, from people listening to the teachers, and they believe that if they rid educational opportunities, the younger generation will remain ignorant of the threat of Islamic extremism. The place where Christians are suffering the most right now is Nigeria. 2019, roughly 1,000 believers killed by the Islamic herdsmen. Um, Boko Haram, all these different groups. And let's get real, folks. It is a religious war. Can't get around it. If I get banned for this or kicked off the air, so be it. If that happens at any time, make sure you are on our mailing list or whatever or you keep an eye on the website to know where you can listen to us. But I'm asking you to watch and pray. I'm asking you to sign up for... Voice of the Martyrs. Um, there's a couple of different groups. I'm going to start talking about them in a couple of weeks. Maybe I can get somebody to do, record an interview with me from one of those places. We need in 2020 to really target this in prayer. But, you know, I, I praise the Lord. I praise him for my salvation. I praise him for this home that I can do this in. For my wife, for my sons, daughter-in-laws, for my wonderful, precious grandson, for our furry kids, and everything that he has given me. From my salvation, to my family, to all the tangible uh, earthly goods, and all the spiritual goods as well. I praise him that he protects us. Psalm 91 coverings, in effect, uh the, the warfare, the angelic coverings in effect. I praise him for letting me work this ministry for him. For the dreams and the visions which I've mentioned have been pretty non-stop. I praise him for his healing virtues which I believe are still in effect. I know some of you need them. You need to begin to speak to things not as they are but as they should be. You need to be able to speak in faith and in prayer and, and get your even the cells in your body to listen to it. Faith has an amazing power uh, in the human mind, even, even things that have nothing to do with spiritual things. A woman can believe so much that she's pregnant that her body will take on the aspects of being pregnant. Of course, there won't be a baby there, but the fact is that that belief can make the body respond. We have been wired, divinely wired, by the power of the spoken tongue, by the power of the word, by the power of prayer. The power of life and death in your tongue. Start speaking it. Stop woe and whining and, and all this other stuff. Start speaking life. I praise him that we can do that. I, I praise him that his favor and his grace and his mercy and is still amazing. It's every day that we're a new creation living in these exciting prophetic times. And, and the signs that he's getting ready to return are so active right now. I have a praised report about Pastor Shelley's heart operation. It, after the first couple of days of some complications and issues, it has been um, a tremendous change. Spoke to him the day before yesterday. He feels great. He sounds great. It was a great conversation. He is actively studying and and working. Doesn't know what he's going to do with what the message he's working on, but the Lord has him in the Book of Acts Church. What a... Told them I said, Well, there's a synchronicity there because that's the core of what we teach here on the porch. And I'm believing by faith, I'm gonna speak this out there, that uh Pastor Shelley's gonna be a part of this next move of S R T in the porch and what God's got us doing in twenty twenty, that he will become a part of the the uh, advance guard, uh, be a teacher of teachers, and the school of the spirit, and the media institute, and all the things that we've dreamed for years that I believe that we're on the verge of. So let's pray. Let's pray for that. Pray for the finances to do that, the breakthrough six and seven and on-figure money to come in from all sources, that the wealth of the wicked be stored up for the righteous, that, that if the enemy can do what he does, then then God can do it even better. And to pour it into our hands so we can get it done. Middle East, lots of things happening. Bombs and rockets and, and upheaval and riots. And people want change. And it, this is the perfect atmosphere for the Antichrist to step out. So make sure you're watching. Make sure you're praying. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which means I pray for the return of the Prince of Peace. I pray for the fatherless, the widows, the innocents in and out of the room, the womb, the victims of injustice. I pray against the slaughter of the innocents. I know that it will continue and even get worse before the Lord comes back, but that doesn't mean I won't fight it, and I won't stand against it, and the ugliness and the the evil and the and the and the things I see what, what we do to babies, what we do to animals, what we do to each other, oh my gosh, the enemy's in overdrive. We don't have to wonder what happened to all the demons uh, that came out of the Nephilim bodies in the flood. We know where they are. But I'm believing that he's getting ready to come back. And in doing so that means we have to do our job. We have to pray. We have to intercede for the victims of sex trafficking, another satanic thing that just weighs on me every day. Children and women and just it just never ends. But it will end. It will end when he comes back and and the Prince of Peace becomes the King of all creation, the King of the Earth, that the, the, the merge between the spirit realm and the natural realm happens and the four-square city comes down and, whew, I can get excited. I am excited. But I also know that there's darkness going on. The spirit of the Antichrist grows bolder as the time comes for its personal unveiling, the anti-Semitism, the attacks against the Jews and Christians. And nobody wants to connect the dots. Nobody wants to do that because it means we have to talk about the one God, the one true God, his only begotten son, the one Messiah, the one Savior. I pray for divine wholeness, health, and healing that each and every one of us We would touch and agree, get back to our divine design, that we would run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. We would rise up with wings as eagles, do what we're called to do. Right now, some of you are struggling. You're struggling in your mind, struggling in your spirit, you're struggling in your body, you're struggling in all these areas. Let me tell you something. I am so far off my notes right now, but who cares? Let me tell you something. Stop trying to solve problems the way you've always solved problems. A quote that's been attributed to Albert Einstein is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Is a definition of insanity. Whether he said it or not, it makes sense. Stop doing what you did thinking it's going to come out different. Get in order with the word. Get in spiritual order. Heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you're sick, you can't be used, we do it to ourselves we eat wrong, we drink wrong, we don't exercise we don't we don't do what he told us to do in his word. You have the availability of divine protection through prayer to that psalm 91 covering I pray for that upon each and every one of you. I pray that you become inspired. the Holy Spirit's already in you, but some of you the pilot light is you need to turn it up you need to throw some oil on it. You need to start burning for him. I'm praying right now and I'm calling for the remnant that I speak to to wake up. Look, seriously, wake up. Rise up. Answer this call to action. If you've been blessed, then be a blessing. We need it. We need fuel for the machine That God has given us. We need to finish this documentary. We need to get that word out there. The enemy's done his best to stop it. I, I believe that I mentioned this in the newsletter. There's a reason for why the Lord allowed it. It's in there. I'm not going to go on about it. Let's prosper in accordance with his word. Let the open, agree with me right now in prayer, that the open conduits of his blessings to each and every one of us to fulfill kingdom business, to fund the dreams, the visions, and the missions would happen in Jesus' name. I'm asking you to continue to pray for divine favor in the conclusion of legal matters and adversity our family is going through. There 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 are signs that the breakthrough is happening. Things are changing. And most of all, and I save this for last. Let's pray for our lost family members. If you haven't made a list, make that a part of your 2020 vision list. If you don't have a list of people that you pray for every day, I can rattle them off. I have the categories of where I start and how I get through, and that's how I don't i don't forget the people that I pray for. Make a list. The only other um, praise report or prayer request I have is from Kim in Fort Mitchell. She says, I feel so much gratitude in my heart. He's a promise keeper and my light in the darkness. I have so much to thankful. be thankful to him for. I didn't read that right, but I kind of to thank him for. My middle child, London, made the most important decision a human can make at the sweet age of nine. She wants to get baptized and accept Jesus as her savior. This is the praise report, y'all. Kim, did you do that on purpose? Did you put that in there to make me say, y'all? Father, I praise you for my own salvation and for keeping me sober every day. I praise him for my children and the love we have for each other. I praise him for my friends Stacy and Betsy. I praise him for never failing me and always providing for us. Father, please save my mother's soul and heal my children's heart as well as my own. Father, take my hand. Guide me to finish what you started in me. Help me to make decisions based upon your plan for me, not mine. Father, bless and protect my family and... Every family represented here, heal our homes and our hearts in Jesus' name. Kim, I'm about to do something that I don't ever do here on the porch, or at least not much. I'm about to prophesy to you, and I'm about to pray through a blessing so that you can go to school and get certified and become a counselor for drug addiction, and that you will be certified to do so, and that it will become a ministry for you so that you can go out and help people who have been through what you've been through, so that you can minister to them in heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And I commit to you that the blessings that I believe that are coming through for Firefall, for everything that we're doing, we will help make that happen. And if you agree with me, when you listen to this, just say amen. So Father, here we are. We're your children. We love you. I wish we were all in a big room together. We could just shout and scream and run around and, like little kids and tell you how much we love you. Some of us may run slower than others, but we would do it. That's how we feel. We want to boldly approach the throne of grace and mercy. We just want to come crawl on your lap. We want to be with you. We want to stand in your presence. We want to feel the joy that comes from being that close to you. But here we are in this fallen world and we're waiting, we're waiting for that day to be with our loved ones, our family members, those that we've lost, those that have gone on before, uh, the the ones that we've never met, the prophets and, and all those that we read about, to be able to stand there as one family and worship you. So touch us right now, Holy Spirit. Reach into the heart, mind, soul, spirits, and bodies of everybody listening and touch them. Lord, you are truly amazing. There is none like you. Your name is the name above all names. And in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, we are saved. We are born again. We are healed we are family. I'm asking you to touch each and every one of us. I'm asking you to hear our prayers. We thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the cross. We thank you for the blood, but we thank you that you're alive and that you sit at the right hand of the Father in fullness and power, and you allow us to sit with you in the heavenly places. We thank you, for Holy Spirit, for walking with us and encouraging us. I pray that those that don't know you would get to know you better, and those that do know you would become so, so close to you in relationship that they would never not be close to you, that they would hear your voice, that would walk with you, and that you would teach them and guide them. Now do that tonight. Do that here on the porch Touch each and every one. Teach them. Open their hearts and open their minds. And I just pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. So we're going to start out a little differently. We've been talking about 2020 vision. We've been talking about the awakening remnant. That's what We're still there. But I need to start out with a word. It's from Hebrews 5, verses 11 through 13, and it's a call to spiritual growth. And this is what the person speaking, who I believe was Paul, and the writer was Luke, speaking to Messianic Jews, this is what he said. There's much more we'd like to say to you about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You've been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Now, the key here is the, it wasn't that they didn't lack the information. What they lacked was the experience and practicing and applying that information. Maturity comes from practice. And the reason I'm saying this is i if you're a born-again, if you're a brand-new believer, somehow you found us. Maybe somebody sent you the link. Maybe you're listening to the first time. This, what I'm saying right now is not for you. I expect that you're going to have questions. I expect that you're going to struggle with certain things and stumble over certain things. But when I see people stumbling over the same thing over and over and over, I know that either they're not listening or they're not applying what they're being told. Because the porch is for the remnant. The porch is called for the called out people. I I, I know that does, doesn't sound very churchy. Well, I'm not very churchy. I know what the calling is. And as I've focused it, as the message has become laser-like, I've watched the numbers drop dramatically from, from you know, a thousand, thousands, at some point, a thousand in a month and to, to barely hundreds. And that's okay. It isn't a numbers game. But what it's about is those that are serious about doing something in their walk, doing something with this walk, doing something with this word. I believe that's who's here. I believe that's who comes to the events or where I go to speak. or The the people that are hungry, they know that there's more and they want it. They're tired of church and business as usual. They want it. They, they want to be a part of the change. They want to be a part of this heart, final harvest and the Great Commission. And I just feel like it's, it's time to, I don't want to say chastise you, but I, I need some of you to wake up. Some of you could really be dangerous to the kingdom of darkness, and you're not. So the question you have to ask yourself, and you should, are you remnant ready? Ready? Are you, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Because it's coming whether you want it to or not. The shift is in the air. The change in the, the in the aspects of the spirit, especially with what I do, with what SRT does. Oh, my goodness, what a change. The enemy doesn't care that you're not ready. In fact, they want you to not be ready. They prefer to have uh, an opponent that's completely unqualified, unprepared, underarmed, just They'd rather you be victimized. So here we are. We're talking about the awakening remnant. and I believe you're a part of that. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That renewing is an ongoing process. Your mind is your worst enemy. Your thoughts are your worst enemy. That's why you have to get a transformed mind, the mind of Messiah. You need to cast down all the vain imaginations and all the thoughts the enemy puts in there and the world puts in there. It's it's an ongoing battle. So don't get down on yourself that you struggle there. But pay attention to the fact that it is the open door that the enemy uses to get through to you. For us to have a twenty twenty vision. For the kingdom, for his word, for his will and his ways. Our mind must be on him at all times. Our mind must be open to the Holy Spirit and closed to the demonic spirits. The awakening remnant, who I'm speaking to and encouraging and calling to action, must acquire and apply these precepts. Literally, you must have eyes to see. To do that, Colossians three two, set your mind on things above and not things on earth. I am guilty of that. I get caught up in the social media nonsense. I get caught up in railing against what I see in politics and in media and in the world. And then after I do it, and it doesn't matter how many people like it or respond to it, the fact is my rant did nothing, changed nothing. It just allowed me to think I was a part of something. Um, you're not, and it's a distraction, and it has no earthly value. Social media has its function in connecting and interacting and promoting things like the porch and what we do and, and getting the word out there. But for the most part, the enemy has used it like a, a, a light or a feather with a, a cat and Christians are running around chasing the, the reflection, they're chasing the light, they're chasing the toy and the whole time the enemy's out there doing what he's doing. We need to change we have to have eyes to see and to do that they must be open oh my goodness i can't tell you how many people i believe that i meet and i try to tell them what we're doing or what we're working on some revelation the lord's given us and when they get done their eyes when i get done their eyes just glaze over and I realize not only do they not believe what I'm saying, they don't understand it. They don't care to understand it. They don't even know what they don't know. And they don't want that to change. They'd rather stay ignorant. Oh, don't don't tell me about that, brother. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna stay happy. Uh, yeah, you're happy. Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dance. But you know, there's a a lion over there. He's about to devour you and your family. And you're dancing. Up! Oh, don't interrupt me. I, I can't do anything about that. I can try. Can't let it frustrate me over the years it has. But here's what I want you to get into your heart, mind, and spirit. Be able to share to others in love and in patience using the word Romans 13:11 through 14. That it is all the more urgent for you to know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove uh, your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. This is the New Living Translation. Because we, you, me, and every believer that is born again, spirit-filled, we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness, sexual promiscuity or immoral living, quarreling or jealousy. Instead, we must clothe ourselves with the presence of Adonai Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, Lord Jesus the Messiah. And don't let ourselves think about ways to indulge our evil desires. Uh, that is one of the good things about social media. It gives me the clue about people who say one thing and do another. They say that they're believers. They go somewhere on Sunday. They post all the scripture memes. And then they participate in things that are clearly pagan. They absorb, accept, promote, buy things that are clearly demonic. They live a life that, clearly not under the control of the Holy Spirit I just shake my head and then they wonder why the enemy attacks them they wonder why their relationships fail they they wonder why it's they're on the that big spinning wheel that hamsters run on constantly running but never changing their location we need to literally clothe ourselves with his righteousness uh, the, the 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 presence and the person and the reality of the Messiah which would Stop us from making any provision for the flesh, to stop us from any evil thinking, evil cravings, or, or any desire to gratify our lust. This world is a struggle to live in. I am not going to fool you about that. This is not our home. The God of this world has done a great job in doing what he does which we've not done what we were supposed to do but it's a struggle to live here but we can through the effort through the help of the holy spirit there is a way that we can aspire to and achieve moral excellence one we literally submit to the lordship of yeshua we accept his moral standards we accept his guidelines we live in constant fellowship with him and we depend upon his strength second thing we don't do is we don't make any provision for the flesh Nothing that fosters the the human desires and the appetites that the enemy so loves to feed on. The world and the things of the world are an enemy and an interference to the awakening remnant. Let me say that again. The world and the things of the world are an enemy and an interference to the awakening remnant. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Doesn't, just because you can buy something, go somewhere, do this or do that, doesn't mean you should. And are you taking your thoughts and your decisions to the Lord? Are you speaking to the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to Him? Does what you're doing, buying, going, whatever, does it have kingdom value? If that means nothing to you, then you're in the wrong place. This is not the place for you. But if you are hungry for more, and you know that there's more, and you've seen it in the book of Acts Church, you've seen it in some other great men and women that have served the Lord properly in spirit and in truth, and that's what you want in your life. You want that freedom. You want that wholeness. You want that health. You want that clarity of mind so that you're not like that boat on the, on the waves and the wind comes and you're up and you're down and suddenly you're smooth. Oh, everything's great, praise God. And then the wind comes and the storm comes. Oh, woe is me, I'm losing it. What a world, what a world. Oh. Come on. People need you. Family needs you. Friends need you. The Lord needs you to be your best in him. For all that is in this world, every bit of it, the lust of the flesh, which is craving for sensual gratification. The lust of the eyes, the greedy longings of our minds. Oh, look at that. I want that. I can go into debt. Credit card. Boom, bing, ching. And the pride of life, the assurance in your own resources and stability, your own abilities of earthly things. These don't come from the Father, but it come from the world. Bondage comes from the enemy. My heart cry. Larry and I, a fellow SRT member, most of you know who Larry is by now. If you're at the C Conference, you've met him. You may have met him at other places. We pray almost every day. And our hearts cry over these last couple of months. Really hot and heavy prayer is to be free of Egypt, to be out of debt, to not be in bondage to the world in any way, shape, and form. To be the head and not the tail. To be above and not beneath. To be the lender and not the borrower. To be totally broken free of the world system. To serve him without any hindrances, without any restrictions. To serve him in spirit and truth. Because the world we live in is the exact opposite of that. It's characterized by the three lusts I mentioned. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Now maybe maybe John was referring to the way Eve was tempted in the garden, and that's possible. Or the three different temptations that Yeshua experienced in the desert offered by Hasatan, Satan, the adversary. It, that's very possible. But I believe that he took the obvious examples from both the garden, the desert, his experiences and everything in the world to show the different ways, the core different ways that we as believers could be lured away from a loving God. Because that's really what it's all about. You know, there are things that it, when I was younger, even newer in my walk, that I, I thought I could justify and I now realize, How does I, if, if I buy something, if I do something, if I go somewhere, how does that further the kingdom of God? If I stand before him one day, and we all will, can I justify to him that purchase, that trip, that relationship, whatever it is I did, did it have any value in his kingdom, or was it all about me, and did I succumb to the temptation of the world? The lust of the flesh is obvious. It's sinful, sexual, sensual pleasures, and I'm sorry to say, but what is called the church is filled with it. The music, the movements, how people show up, how they're dressed. Oh, my goodness. And I know there's no condemnation in God's grace, 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 all is grace, but let's face it, if you show up in any way, shape, or form in hoping to entice the entrance the interest of another party that you have entered into a different realm. Wasn't was that very nice how I worded that? I could have so worded that differently. I've been in churches where I look at the people, both men and women, parading around in their attire, wondering, what were you thinking? Are there no mirrors in your home? I actually, when I was out in Los Angeles a while ago... Uh, working on a project for a month, and I went to this big, black, uh, spirit-filled church. I'm talking huge, so big that they had those flow-over rooms. But because I was with who I was with, I sat in the uh, reserved area. Oh, praise and worship was awesome. The way- the message wasn't bad. And then I'd stand out in the parking lots watching men and women crews for setups and say and do things, looking how they looked at each other. Finally, one day, saw the look in my face. Somebody said, what's up, Richard? And I said, we just came at a really anointed service praise and worship off the hook. And you guys just talked about that girl as she walked by as if we were in a bar and somebody was looking for some action. Are you kidding me? But guess what? I know it still happens. I know we're not perfect, but we live in a world that's trying to trigger that. Shouldn't we fight it? The lust of the eyes coveting material things. Everybody says, "Well, Abraham was rich. Abraham was rich before God called him." He had to walk away from a lot of it. Yeah, he took some a, a lot with him. But the fact is, there's nowhere in the New Testament you can show me that wealth and and the big houses and the big mansions and the, uh, the, the cars and all those things can be justified unless they're exclusively for the business. Would I like to have a plane? Larry and I would love to have a plane. You want to know why? We could fly anywhere at a moment's notice to help somebody get in, do what we need to do for the Lord, and get out of there as quickly as possible. Wouldn't have to go through airports. Wouldn't have to submit to all that. We could fly under the radar, literally, and get the job done. And the pride of life refers to being proud about your position in the world. You know, I'm I i I'm 63 years old. I've been saved since 1988, which means I will be going on, whew, what's that, 32 years? Coming this October, 31 years right now. And I've become a lot like Paul. When I first got saved, and even first third of my walk, I I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew what God was doing. I thought I had the answers. And I'm at the point where I realize I know that I don't have the answers. I don't have a clue what he's doing. I have a sense of what he's doing. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know any of that. But you know what I do now? I know Yeshua and him crucified, and I know what he did for me. I know that I am born again, name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I know that I love him with all my heart, my mind, my soul, and my spirit. And I would do anything for him. But all that other stuff, sometimes I feel like I'm just winging it. When I think I know something, he drops a new revelation. He did that just yesterday uh, when Larry and I were praying. Did it again today. Boom, all of a sudden, oh, okay, I, I must have missed that in the memos. I didn't see that. Oh, wow, that makes sense now. We're changing every day. We are transformed from glory to glory. How much time do you spend in his presence? How much time do you spend with him? Do you shotgun a prayer? Remember I mentioned 2020. How about tithing your tithe to him? How about tithing 2.4 hours a day to him in some way, shape, or form? And that's only 10%. We can't, we can't be so focused on ourselves and our own personal need that we forget the needs of others. Pursuing that, independent of God, independent of our fellow believers. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you have no compassion for somebody who's broken or struggling, uh, whether in demonic bondage or mental bond, if you have no compassion, I've got to seriously question whether you're born again. If you can't look at somebody without the attitude of a Pharisee that, oh, I'm glad I'm not like him or her or them. If you can't do that, if you have a Pharisee spirit, I have a problem with that and with you. All of that's rebellion against God. It's all rebellion against us. And here's what I pray. If you're like that, here's what I pray. I pray you have an experience with the Lord that teaches you compassion. I pray that you come off that high hill or off that mountaintop and he puts you in a valley and lets you experience what that person is going through. Until you've been where they've been, you don't get it. Go minister to the homeless. Go into the places where they smell and and the situation is bad and it's dangerous and demons cackle around you in human bodies Go look at how some of these people live. Ask the Lord to show you somebody's life, somebody who's mentally, emotionally fractured. If you are materialistic, egocentric, if you are selfish... All of that is the root of racism. It's the root of injustice. It's the root of despising the poor, neglecting the weak and the helpless in every unrighteous practice. And the lust of the eyes, you know, we'd say it's sexual lust, but it's, it's anything that entices you. It's anything that you think will make you feel good about yourself. And, you know, I've been there. I, I, I had a, a, a mother and a grandmother who fixed their emotional problems by buying things. Good thing for my grandmother, she didn't have access to the Internet. Same thing with my mother. Oh, my goodness. When I had to clean out my mother's apartment after we moved her down here, I was astounded at the things buried upon buried upon buried in her closet, in her drawers and boxes. Some of them never opened, tags still on them. And my mother my grandmother used to watch TV in an infomercial and on the limited income she had it would show up vegematic, that thatmatic. I mean they all came and I could laugh at it now. I laughed at it then, but I also realized now there was a hole, there was emotional things, something was going on, and how they fixed it. It wasn't drugs, it wasn't alcohol, it wasn't a sexual things. So they bought things. It was an addiction. It was a way to placate a wound. It was the bomb. And who's the source of all these things I've been talking about, ranting and raving about? Who's the source of that? Well, it's not God, it's Satan and his kingdom. And if you're going to be a part of this awakening remnant, you're not awakened yet, but you're awakening. You're waking up. You're coming out of that slumber. It's kind of like Jason. We 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 babysit our grandson here, and he he kind of comes out of his slumber and he suddenly realizes that you know the eyes kind of open, and he usually sleeps on um, in my wife's arms, and then he'll just kind of open up his eyes, see me, snaps to, opens his arms, and I got to take him. But it, it's that in-between moment. It's funny to watch. It's great to watch, but we're all like that. We come out of our slumbers slowly. We need to wake up a little bit quicker. We need to be sober. We need to be well-balanced, self-disciplined, be alert and cautious at all times because the enemy of ours, this devil, this adversary prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. And folks, a hungry predator can't be reasoned with, can't be run from. Must be fought. Must be resisted. First of all, you shouldn't even be in the place where you can become a victim. You remember in Job, too, how Satan prowled around the earth seeking to harm somebody, set his eyes on Job and made a little challenge there, the enemy, the accuser. Sometimes he's... Seems to function as a prosecutor. Malevolent character. That's how the Jewish tradition presented him as a slanderer. A corrupt prosecutor. Deceiver. A tempter. He set you up and then accused you before God. Trying to lead people away from God. His father. The one who cast them out. The one who punished him. The one who rejected him. And he... It comes off to them in the Jewish teachings as a roaring lion, as a predator. And then, interestingly enough, Christians were fed to literal lions. And here we are being fed to the spiritual ones and the human ones. And we've got to resist. Right now, agree with me, touch and agree that we will resist the efforts of the enemy, of the kingdom of darkness. We will resist every thing that puts us in danger to that roaring lion. We will stand in the gap for others who may be struggling in that, who have fallen behind, who are sick, who are old, who are slow, incapable of defending themselves and become easy prey. There's an image online. I'm going to use it the next time I teach, wherever that may be. And it's a pack of wolves and how they travel is you have the lead wolf up front but in front of him are the elderly and the sick um and he's right there to protect them and then you have the others and then at the very end you have another leader wolf strong young virile wolf coming up behind so that no predator can get past him and they protect themselves they walk together they found a a format, a rank and file, if you will, that protects them from the enemy, protects them from other predators, because they're out there. I see people in stores. It drives me crazy. Parents so far in front of their kids that that child could get hurt, be snatched, and it would be too late. They would never know and I grind my teeth and I watch like a hawk to make sure that there's no predator or pedophile or somebody nearby that's going to grab them. Woe to them if they do. We've got to resist. We have to take a stand. I mean, a really strong stand against the enemy's operation. And maybe you don't feel strong right now. Be honest enough. Raise your hand wherever you are. Do you feel weak? Then you need to get around people that are strong. We watch a lot of things on television. Sometimes, you know, uh, medieval fighters, Vikings, the Romans did it. They had that wall. They would scream, "Create the wall!" and the, the shields would go up. The guys in the front, and the ones strong enough to hold the shields over the head, and the ones behind all around, and the other ones in the middle. Folks, we got to throw the shields up. We got to surround each other. We got to protect each other. We need to resist spiritually alert you need to ask the holy spirit each and every day I, I want to be alert be my early warning system in prayer and we need to oppose we need to be proactive not reactive the enemy's going to attack you no matter what so don't think well i'm just going to leave him alone he'll leave me alone no he's going to he's going to, sooner or later so push first be sober it means Self-discipline, rational, not foolish. Don't go to places you shouldn't be going with, people you shouldn't be with, and then wonder why the the enemy attacks you or you bring something home. Be vigilant, alert, spiritually aware, seeing the steps, not falling and stumbling. You know, accidents do happen. Don't get down on yourself if they do. But if you put yourself in a place, and it's not an accident, it's carelessness, He'll heal you. He'll pick you up. He'll dust you off. But you will suffer for a moment. So be vigilant to the the pitfalls. And understand that Satan, and not just Satan, all of the demons, all of the fallen angels, everything that's still out and about is your enemy. They're not your friends. You can't negotiate a peace with them. They're very much like certain nations in the Middle East. You can pay them off. You can sign papers with them, but they're never going to honor it, and they're always going to attack you. Well, he's always hostile towards us. They're always hostile to us. They're always fighting against the things of God, and that includes us. But it won't always be that way, because there will come a time, Revelation 12:10. That the salvation and the power and the king kingdom, the dominion reign of our God and the authority of his Messiah has come. It will be announced that the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. Who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of their sinful behavior, some of which he tricks them into, entices them into, goads them into. His accusations a day and night. He never stops. He never sleeps. He doesn't need it. Right now he can still do it. He is that lion. They are that lion. Cunning, cruel, vicious. Will attack you when you least expect it. Totally wanting to devour and destroy you and destroy what's yours. So let's stop giving him help. Let's stop doing that. Decide if I'm gonna keep going here because we've got so much more and I have rambled on and gone off road and um, No, I'm I'm gonna stop right here because this is really important and I don't want to rush through it. I had a feeling this would happen. But as you can see, I have been doing a lot of praying and praising and been before the Lord. If you remember, I said in December, he said, do nothing, stay in prayer. and thought he'd release me and I'd get back to doing the overwatch. And nope, hasn't released me yet. I'm still under command to stay in prayer and stay um, with him. I do this because... Whatever he shares with me, I share with you. Because he cares for you. Cast your cares on him. Stop trying to do this on your own. If you were at the C Conference, go back and look at it again. Take notes. Get it back in your spirit. Hear it again. If you weren't there and you'd like to see it, send me, send me an email and I'll pray about it and see what the Lord says. And you might say, Richard, why don't you just post it on there for everyone to see? Well, because that's not what I'm told to do. I am going to take all the teachings I've done over the last nine years and put them in a private membership area and allow people to access them and look at them. But I do it the way the Lord tells me to do it. I'm not in it for the money, not in it for the accolades or the invitations. I'm in it for you. I'm in it for him. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you remnant ready? Are you ready for his return? And I don't mean do you desire his return. I know many of you do. You're tired. You're weary of this world. You're weary of the struggle. But are you ready for his return? When that sky splits and you know in your spirit you're about to get yanked out of here, out of your body, will there be any thought in your mind, oh no, I I didn't do it, I didn't finish it, I'm not done? Maybe that doesn't get to you, it does get to me. I know I want him to come, I know I want him to rescue my family and those that I love. But I have a job to do. I've been given an assignment. I've heard seen in dreams and visions. I've been taken to in the spirit. I know what I've been called to do. And I do not want to leave until it's done. I want to stand before him knowing that it's all been done. It's all been completed. Have him look me in the eye. Say, welcome home, son. Good job. We have such a job to do, folks. So many people lost and dying. So many people hurting and struggling. Father, we just come to you now. I'm asking you to pierce the veil of people's minds and their hearts. I'm asking you to let them see, feel, experience, and know what you feel, see, and know when you look at your children, when you look at this world. Give them a taste of your compassion. Give them a taste of how you feel right now for your children and for the lost and dying who has and his minions and and the fallen angels and even the watchers in the pit have influenced and what they've done. Let them get a taste of the fire that it's going to take to get this job done. Help them to wake up, Lord. Open their eyes, open their mind, give them eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord. Please send your angels to protect us. We pray for our lost family. We don't want to see them go through it. We don't want to see them in the flame. We don't want to see their faces. Sometimes it's hard to see it now when we know they're in bondage, that the enemy has them. We just pray for them right now. We pray that you'd send them someone that would say a word a scripture a phrase maybe their mother or their father or somebody has said to them that the scales would fall off and that and the recognition would happen and they would recognize that they need a savior and that savior is you so many people out there i pray to cross paths with to give them a word that would hopefully wake them up so many people in a coma But they're walking about and living a life, but they're in a coma. Just a word, something to wake them up. Send your provisions. Send everything we need to get this job done. But right now, I'm asking you to bathe your children in your love. Shine the light. Let the fires burn. Let the night fires burn, no more darkness in our lives, no more darkness around us. We pray that the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, any aspect of it, any drop of of tainted thoughts or emotions or things that has slipped into the pure water that we drink from you would be neutralized by your Holy Spirit. We want to be holy as you are holy. We want to walk as you walked, in love, in compassion, and in power. So fill us, Holy Spirit. Let the fruit grow, the spiritual fruit. Let it be lush and full and ripe. And let those that we walk through this world with feast on it. Let us feast on it. And those that are called to be point warriors... Be up front like Larry and I are, as SRT is. Sharpen your swords. Get ready. Because when the call comes for war, you won't have time to prepare. So, Lord, we thank you, and we love you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, if you agree with me, just say amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grund. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio.